Hey, welcome to the uh, Rugby Report Card. Uh, this week we are reviewing uh, this year. Hopefully I have a few New Year's resolutions for the uh, Wallabies and looking forward to next season and the Sevens. Um, with me today is Blake. Hey. And Jim. G'day, fellas. Hey, how are you, boys? Uh, I'm all right. If it sounds a little bit different, if you're listening, we're doing our first ever... Um, over the internet podcast, we're not actually together, so that will explain the audio. Yeah. It's an experimental pod. We thought, what better time to do it than now? You know, Christmas coming, people are in a forgiving mindset. Good time. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Life gets in the way, though, doesn't it? Yes, oh. yes. It's tough. But, uh,. Mm. So what have you thought about this week's uh, news about, let's get cut straight to about Scotty Johnson coming in. What are your thoughts, boys? That's bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Um, I'm not in, not because I don't think Scott Johnson's great. I, well, I don't think he was amazing when he was here, but he's done wonderful things to Scotland. I think that's undeniable. My concern is um, there was a problem, and the problem was the team, Checker, the coaching, and the solution was to add just another level of management. Mm. Um, it just uh, it feels like a half measure to me, like they didn't have the guts to pull the trigger. Now, I understand that that might be because they don't have the personnel to replace him, and it's just a bit of a stopgap, and Scott Johnson comes in after the World Cup. Maybe. And hopefully it works, but it feels like a half measure. And Checker doesn't strike me as the type of bloke who can, who should or will work well with someone looking over his shoulder mm. um, I think his whole MO is that alpha male maverick thing mm. so I've got big big reservations Were you surprised to know that that's the only change that happened? There was no change to um, the coaching staff? Like Checo is, is very loyal we know and is stuck by his guys but um, did you think there would be at least some change of in one of the positions whether it's forward coach or because obviously they need to kick out the backside, or, or were, you, were you not surprised? Word on the street is those changes are coming. Okay. Um, I think they're hiring. You're on Johnson. the street. You're on the street, I'm, are you? I'm on the street, man, just like you. Um, yeah, apparently Larkham's the sacrificial lamb. Um, yeah, it shouldn't be more than just him. Like, I know the attack's been crap, but at the same time, Simon, uh, uh, the forwards coach, he's, he's not done it. He's not uh, pulling up any trees, is he? He's AIDS, man. <laughs> just cut straight to it. It's just AIDS, yes? Both of them are AIDS, man. There's, there's no cure. Yeah, no, there's no cure. They suck. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems a bit harsh, and apparently Larkham hasn't had much of a say in the attack. And then, you know, how hard do you go with the attack when you can't win a scrum or a line-out? Mm, yeah, true. Do you think Checker needs to take... Um, but it's been AIDS, so see, mate. Our set, moves, our set moves aren't too bad, though. It's more free play. Yeah, it's more free play catch and pass we suck at. Yeah, well, what the fuck's Mick the Kick doing? He Mick can the piss off. in the Hamptons, man. I'm just not in. I just think the whole thing was a half measure. You, you've got to chuck the whole thing out. Clearly, the players support Checker and the board supports Checker. He's a well-respected guy. He just hasn't got the results. We needed something different. Yes, we're a year out from the World Cup and there's no clear incumbent and that's the issue and I think we're you know, hoping after the World Cup, lots of coaches become available and that's when you can lose Checker. I understand all of that, but I just, it's not enough for me. 
and I don't think it's going to win enough fans back. And, and you can feel that on Twitter and on the articles that people are, aren't... I don't know. I feel like if they had the balls to replace him and so we're getting rid of the whole coaching staff where no one's guaranteed a spot, nothing. It's all up for grabs. This is the new coach. I reckon uh, it mightn't work, but I reckon you get at least everyone supporting it. Yeah, I think plus also, if you get a new coach, and I've said this before, like you get a short-term fix. So even if it's not a long-term solution to the coach is not the long-term successor, but at least that short-term fix might get you through the World Cup and might give you that extra 10 15%. And with the rest of the world being so close, that extra 10 15% might might t- turn you into a team that's really challenging because you're going to get out of the group. So I'm surprised they didn't make more of a change, me personally, if I'm honest. And I just think we're forgetting the argument. Like, it's a, well, there's no clear incumbent. It's a tough one. He fucking sucks for him. Mm. Like, is he, your opening batsman gets a duck, four, ten, a duck, a duck, a duck. Well, I don't care if there's no incumbent. If he still sucks, he sucks. Next cab off the rank sort of shit. Fucking give someone else a go. Someone else and then if he the sucks if he sucks in four months' time, fire him too, man. See you, mate. I don't know. They're just... I don't know why all of a sudden they're just incredibly generous. Like, clearly, he's a well-respected bloke who everyone seems to like. Um, and that's awesome. But you can fuck off in my books. So what do you think we've actually... Because what do you think you've actually learned this year? Okay, so you've been in a calendar year as a Wallabies this year. What do you think... You, what, are you, what are your takeaways from this year? Well, before we, before we get to that, I thought maybe we'd keep on the coaching bandwagon. Steve Hansen, what do you boys think about him saying he's pulling the plug after the World Cup? I'm not surprised. It's fairly typical of Kiwi. Though. They, they have heaps of success and they pass the baton on after a certain amount of time. I wasn't too surprised. Mm. And, and pretty well thought out, wasn't it? Get the attention away from that sort of media story next year and just focus <laughs> on the World Cup. Who's yeah. going to though? Because obviously you've looked at Smith, he's kind of ruled himself out. So is it going to be um, uh, Crusaders coach? Who, who is actually going to be the one? And do you think they'll make a decision before the World Cup to completely draw the line in the sand and say this is what's going to happen? Or do you think they'll wait until afterwards? I reckon you just got to look at the resumes after, see who else is leaving where. Hmm. Um, You've got to check the res, Richard. you got to check the res. <laughs> got to do the res check, Rich. you got to call, uh, but, gotta call the references, Richard. You got to call the references, mate. No, but to Steve Hansen's credit, I don't think that guy gets nearly enough respect. Um, I think he's more of a maverick than people realise. And let's be honest, grump, man. Yeah, he's Cheer the gruffiest maverick in the world. You've won a World Cup. Cheer up. No, but let's be honest. When he he is the most successful coach ever. Look at forget rugby. Probably just all international sport. And he actually took over at a time when I reckon there was a little bit of. Like now, now in the future, we can say, what are you talking about? He's the best team in the world. Anyone could have done it. When he took over, Carter was leaving. McCall was leaving. Um, Nonu was leaving. Conrad Smith was leaving. It was a bit of an end of an era. Um, and I think New Zealand looked like they might be vulnerable. Clearly, they weren't. And they just got better. Um, but I reckon Steve Hansen deserves a lot of respect for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. But and he can cheer the fuck up, days, too. You, all, you always say, when you have the players of the calibre they have, and we all do it, you kind of have that feeling that, that oh, he's not that great a coach because look at the, look at the, uh, the, the, um, the calibre of player he has. But you're right, he does deserve more credit than he has because you've still got to put them together. And you've still got to I, I, th- I think we forget that when he took over, he didn't have the calibre. Mm. 
he, he was actually part of that whole New Zealand setup that turned them into the freaks that they are today. Yeah. What do you so stick your neck on the mind? Do you not think he sort of adopts that talent? Yeah, a little bit, and that's probably credit to their centralized system. But I think just the the balls to you know pull the trigger on Yuani on the wing just before a line series, stuff like that. Like he he sees the talent and then has the guts to pick it. Oh, absolutely. Well, games aren't won or lost on the wing, though, are they? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's a very good coach. Let's leave it at that, eh? Yeah. yeah. Good on him. Sad to see him go. Do you reckon he coaches again? No, I think he, he's... Jan was just... It's his family now. Like, he's put a lot into rugby. He just needs to sort of have a bit yeah. of time. And I think it's well-earned, well-deserved. Yeah, because like yourself, Blake, I also was on the street recently. And um, no, yeah, he, he quit thinking that he was going to get the Wallabies job. Oh, right. Is that is that word on the street, is it? The street corner that I was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I'd be in. I'm sick of fucking checking being everyone's best mate. I don't reckon Steve Hansen has a best mate. He's the most serious bloke in the world. Oh, yeah. I'll pay that. You can't be showing up to their birthday parties and shit. No, you definitely can't be showing up to the birthday parties, man. Um, Is Chekhov yeah. single? Has he got a family? Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, yes, I think he does. Yeah. What do you mean here we go? I just didn't know. I just didn't know where you were taking the stream. I thought this could have been a worry. Well, I just wanted to know whether or not he's got a family or not. Man. Well, I don't I know think he does. Jim? Coach of all of his, I know nothing about him. Uh, oh, you hear that? Carmichael Hunt might be coming down to the Tars. Yeah, come on down. Let's talk to the town. Joining Jonathan Falau. Oh, interesting. What's wrong? I don't know. No, I was doing the cricket. It's just the bottled peach. So you're watching this in the future. The cricket won't be live and that has no relevance. Uh, but yeah, Carmichael coming to New South Wales. I think, oh, look, I think fantastic. I think he's done his time. But I also respect what Thorne's doing up there with his no dickhead policy. So, clearly, he doesn't have a home in Queensland, but he's too good to be not be playing Super Rugby. And the Tars look like they've got a fairly weak squad. That's what I thought, so, too. So, I think that's good news, isn't it? Him moving to the Tarland? Yeah. I looked at the, uh, the squad, you know, whatever website it was put out a... Definitely Granny in... Giles. Hello? All right, am I back? Technical difficulties, you know, teasing problems for the new system. I can expect. You can don't expect them. Yeah, and we will be, you know, getting past these problems next year. Big things for the rugby report card. Technical genius coming on, you know, our producers just taking this week off. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully our producer will be able to provide us with better technology, hopefully, because, you know. Yeah. And if you're going to use, and, and, and if I may, if you're going to use us giving our producer a week off around Christmas to see his kids, fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah. We just want to see his kids, man. We're doing our bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in other news, Naivalu leaving the Rebels to go to the Reds. Uh-huh. Seemed dirty, didn't it? I, that move. I think he, he, he means he, he plays more. 
um, which I don't think he was going to play as much of the Rebels. I like that. I like that. He was always injured. But I like that move for him. Yeah, well, I like that move for the Reds. Um, I don't for Naivala's career. I reckon he sits on that wing. Corabetti on the other one with that fucking team they've got. He could have looked very good down at the Rebels. But I think it was family reasons he made the move. So, fair play to him. Yeah, you're right, Jim. Uh, Let's just hope he has an injury-free season. I reckon the Rebels are going to run Quade 10, Tamua 12, um, Hale Petty fullback. I I, I don't know how long Hodge is going to last at 13, but I just maybe don't see a spot for him there. Exactly. Corabetti on one wing. Yeah, you're going to on the other. No, you put Maddox on the other wing, surely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Fair play. Um, and then Parise leaving to go to the NRL. Tragic. Mm, I think so, too. No, it wasn't. He just prefers it. Really? It was just a leaguey growing up, apparently. That's devastating. He was and, some really good footy. Yeah, but I mean, the, I think the rugby people, the community feels like, well, if you don't want to be here, piss off. We'll see what people who want to be here. Um. Which, fair play, like, you can't argue with that. But, fuck, you know, he's pretty good. Yeah. I, Look, the depth of the, the game, he was going to not only add depth, but he was, he was quality as well. Um, yeah. That's a real shame. Yeah, I, I had hopes that he'd be, you know, maybe a World Cup bolter and certainly the year after the World Cup, mm-hmm. very much in that Wallaby conversation. But, anyway, what can you do? Mm. What's the street say, Blake? What did you Talking think? Talking the town. I think people yeah. have to see the back of him. He was there or thereabouts, never consistent. So. He was another dude who got injured a lot too, wasn't he? Yeah, your average gunslinger doesn't know who he is, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'll be very interested to see how he goes in league. I think to talk of the town, is everyone thinks it'll just be an average leaguey. Well, I don't know. I reckon that boy's got some talent. Mm, got some serious Definitely talent. talent. What do you mm. think? Where's he going? Is he going to the Broncos? Uh, yeah, Broncos. New coach. Maybe the coach likes him. Yeah. Mm. What do you um, What do you think of Milner um, Scudder making the trip over to France, rolling himself out of uh, um, all black contention? The dude's ankle is about as stable as a, as a, as a house of cards, man. As the Australian government. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. if he wants to, you know, finish his Renos, it's a good move. Yeah, you've got to get the Renos paid for, mate. Mm. If you want to get that back, de- that back deck done, then uh, you've got to yeah. get a France champ. Decks don't, decks don't pay for themselves, Richard. No, that's... Um, not no, your decks all... like Richard, but... Um, they cost a bit of Do you know what? Um, no, fair play to him. I think his injuries put him just outside of that New Zealand squad, and he's a bloke who relied on out-and-out pace. Um, yeah. Take money. Fair play. Yeah. Finish the deck. The old talk of the town suggests that he's making the, the change soon. And well, well to... you've been on the street too. Uh, I, I have a source suggested that he's obviously he's going to Toulon, that Kieran Reid's going to go to Toulon after the World Cup. It's not a bad team, is it, if you've got a Milner Scudder and, and um, Kieran Reid in the same Toulon team? Yeah, but... Well, like... Toulon, for as much as they, you know... Acquire these players, they fucking don't win shit, man. And they just fall on the piss permanently. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell. 
But you've also yeah, got like cool. you've also like Savar playing there. You've also got Messon playing there. You have got Fakatoa playing there. That's going to be a pretty good team. Yeah, but how long till Savar makes the move to front row? You know, how much longer in Toulon? Can I just say that? Would you ever say that to his face? Definitely yeah. not. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon a case, one case away from playing front row. Yeah. There's one one case and a bit more French cheese and he's in the front row. One case of Conenberg or whatever that French piss is. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, what do you guys think? International player of the year, Johnny Sexton? Fair. Yeah, it was fair. I, I don't think he is the best player in the world, but I agree with the decision to that he's the now world. Bombs just hating Irish people. <laughs> Who do you give it to? Fucking daily. <laughs> no. If you're saying that who is the who is the one player in the world, if you could pick any player in the team in the world to to build your to put in your team, I don't think you'd go Johnny Sexton as your Ned Hannigan. Yeah, absolutely. Good old Ned. Um, I just don't think that's the criteria, dude. No, Who's no, number exactly. one. I agree. I agree. What, what person grabbed their team by the fucking balls and led them to victory, Johnny Sexton? But that's what, if you listen, Jim, that's what I did say. That's not the criteria. He deserved it because he's the best player this year, but he's not the best player. Sorry, Matt. I'm just getting used to the new system. Yeah. Um, Breakdown in communication. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, but yeah, fair. Um, the Joe, and Joe Smith, coach of the year, and the other players, are, uh, Irish guys, cleaned up. So yeah, good on them, and hopefully it'll continue next year. We want increased competition in the game. Oh, it goes yeah. without saying, all of that's justified. But is it almost that thing now, whereas if New Zealand don't win every single thing, the team that beat them once wins the awards? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, do we just hold them to an unfair standard now? I think it's like new content too. Oh, let's give it to someone new. Yeah, something different. But again, it's like he... the Brumbies giving Pocock every award under the sun year after year. Yeah, but... I'm a bit over his him being fucking pious about everything. He's in, he's married now, but yeah, I saw that. Good on him. Waited for uh, marriage to be legalised in Australia. Stuck to his word. That's pretty cool. Honeymoon in the bush. Not a honeymoon in the bush. No, I think they did honeymoon in the bush. No, no, you're right. I was echoing what you said. Oh, sorry. New system. I'm just new system. system. Um, all right. Well, we are called the Rugby Report Card, boys, and we're all teachers. So let's give a few things a grade, okay? Um, why don't we, first off, we'll start with grade the super rugby season, the competition Give it a grade and then justify it. Well, that's a hard... Is a breakdown in communication? What number? Out of 10? No, grade, mate. A, what are you fucking music teachers? A, B, C, D, E, or F? Four. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 find it, I find it difficult because... Yeah, C minus. You know, I was going to say, if, you give, if you're watching two Kiwi teams play each other, then you're looking at a different grade. Because, but if you're looking at the whole competition as a whole, because there's so many issues with it in terms of gaps in the middle, I know that's changing. I don't think you can give it any more than a D, really, because I feel that it lost its momentum, particularly after the middle section. Um, and I also look from, a, from an Australian point of view, um, it was so disappointing that you have to take that into account. So I think the, uh, the Super Rugby season was a, was a D grade. Uh, areas for improvement, definitely, uh, but potential. Um, and hopefully that potential will, will build next year. So you're a D. Yeah. Jim? Jim, oh, see my honest? 
C minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're both wrong. It's a firm F. I've got the actual <laughs> report card here. It's a firm F. It was oh, fucking hor- horrendous, mate. Horrendous. It's just stopping middle of the season. You need a fucking masters in economics to work out who's winning the comp on any given round. You don't. It's just not an Australian team. Yeah, well, you, you don't need their masters to work that out. But to, work, to fucking do the calculations, you absolutely do. It's a load of shit. It's terrible. The time slots, the crowds, the fucking yellow cards, the mid-season break, the conference system, how shit Australia were. It was shit. It was poo. Now, individual games, individual moments, individual players was fucking sick. I still love coming home on a Friday and watching it. I adore it. I wouldn't change it for anything. Hang on. You but would, it, it, it just cannot be more than an F. F. And now you don't want to change it? It's a firm F. But you don't want to change it? No, it wouldn't change me Friday. I get home and the, the rugby's on. Right. Okay. I just wanted to... Comp- change everything else. Right. <laughs> okay. Just keep me Friday. Arvo go. All right, so on a, on a report card, you normally give one area for development. What would be the one thing you'd want to change? Fucking grow some balls. No longer do you have to play for your country. They're all franchises. Oh, okay. So you want franchises, Make, franchises yes? Well, yeah, like just the Waratahs yeah, are that. They're not New South Wales. Privatise them, privatise them. Yeah. Earn some money and just mate, we could have six Kiwis in the New South Wales side. Three, I want to see every team would be 15 Kiwis. Yeah, be no New one. South Wales, Mercedes, Benzes, man, that's what I want to support. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, all right, report card. The next thing, then, um, give me a report card on the Wallabies. I, I don't want to go first on this because I will be the Actually, no, I do. I actually feel that you you cannot grade them any more than an F. Surely, if you're doing a if you because to finish the season the way you did with the worst record, I think the worst record you've ever had. You've still got your manager, uh, still got coach, sorry, in place. Um, the organisation has no balls to actually make sweeping changes. They just hide behind each other. Um, fundamental skills have gone backwards. It seems, you know. One week you can scrummage, the next week you can't. Line-out lifting you can't do. Um, and to lose the amount of games against the co- the competition that you have, I just don't think is acceptable for, for Australian rugby. You know, maybe I still... I'm just so glad you said that. I thought you were going to come in and be condescending. Oh, I think it was a C. That's, that's as good as you are now. It's a fucking firm F. Yeah. I... And the saddest, the saddest part about it is, remember those sort of Matt Giddo years just before Ruby Deans came in and all of a sudden we started losing and we weren't that good and you thought, like, these are the dark days of Australian rugby? How wrong we were. Mm. They were amazing days of Australian rugby. We were still competitive. I long for those days, man. Yeah, I long for those days. Now we are proper shit. I'm, I'm with you on the F. Jim, where are you? I was going to go D minus. Just um, want to encourage them for next year. Don't have to lose hope just yet. Oh, F yeah. is a firm sort of your shit, give up. That you want, you want them to dig in. Them. See, I see room for improvement for all of these things, super rugby for the Wallabies, and I will be there every step of the way. I won't miss a minute of any of it. I'm still excited, but I'm just reporting on, on, on what's been. We like. The refs. Can I ask, is he gave the D minus? Is he the condescending one now? Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, yeah, but he's no, not. That's, no, no, that's still you. 
I'm just and pretending just they're like a year seven kid. They're a year seven kid with their future in front of them. Don't shoot them down just yet. Give them a chance, Richard. All right, so the same so what is the one thing you've got to say? Area for improvement at the end of the report. What is the one thing you, you need to work on? Just one. All of the things, man. No, mate. Just one. Come on. No, you can't. There's shit everywhere. Fitness. I can't, I can't handle them being unfit. So it makes anyone, me so angry. So anyone in your class has just literally got a comment on the bottom saying everything. Jog on. All of the things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, one. no. All right. Um, What's your one thing? I'd say set piece, um, and I'd say the three major. That's so things. British, man. Isn't Come it? On. Isn't it? I'd still say three set pieces. So restarts, um, and then obviously scrummage and line out. I just think you've got so much talent um, out wide in the backs, and I just think set piece will will give you a bit more structure and then allow you to play with a little bit more freedom. But you know what? I'd say set piece. That's Something so just British. occurred to me, Richard, but I don't know if it's inappropriate for the podcast. Your I'm looming sorry. future. What do you reckon? What? What? Sorry. Oh, you know, you've lost. You've lost me, Jim. Well, you've got a kid on the way. He's going to be Aussie as anything, mate. Yeah, and if he wants to wear, I'd stand your. You know, it's eight sixteen on a Sunday evening. If he wants to wear a wallaby shirt, he can wear a wallaby shirt, or she can wear a wallaby. He's shirt. going to be Australia. He's going to be heaps Australian, man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm he a, or she, Richard. Get behind the team. He or she. He or she will be a wallaby. I did say he or she. If you listen, boys, I did say yeah. he or she. Uh, no, yeah. no, Jim's the sexist. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I get they're going to be Wallaby fans, and I'm I'm okay with that. It's it's all right. I, if they and if they love rugby, I've, I've, that's amazing because it is a great. Yeah, we need a couple of second rowers. Yeah. I can't wait to buy he or she their first Wallaby jersey. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Go for it, mate. I, it's uh, <sighs> that, I'm I'm all right with that. I yeah, never, good. Never wear a Wallaby shirt. Yeah, we All need right, some let's in the Super W too, man. <laughs> Should we report out a few other things? Yeah, go for it. Uh, All blacks. I'm going to be controversial and say that I reckon it's a it's a B, a B, A minus. Um, and I'm not saying the B because they lost a game because any team can lose a game. And I'm not saying it from that, but. Um, I just feel that there was times this year where there was too much chopping and changing, which I understand the reason behind it. They want to grow the depth of the squad. Um, but I don't think they, was, they were as clinical. And maybe I'm using the incorrect yardstick, but they weren't as clinical as what they have been in the past. They weren't refined. You felt like you had a chance against them this year, which in previous years you, you, you just turned into a game expecting to lose. Whereas this year you, you felt like you had a chance. And, and so therefore, I, I would give them a B plus. Can I two things on that then? One, are you grading them by their own um, set of outcomes that are Kiwi yes. specific? Yes. Or are you grading them on the same bell curve as the other nations? No way. If I'm, their own if, I, if I'm grading them on the same bell curve every other nation, they're an A plus. But you can't. Yeah. You gotta But on the Kiwi they're a B. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And then the next thing I was gonna ask is um, isn't that perfect that you're out from a World Cup, though? Take the risks with selection and different game plans. Don't reveal your hand just yet. Don't show the whole polished operation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's B, but it's tracking just right. 
it's scary though that where the players that they do bring in and and you just it, they just seamlessly because they're so used to those um, setups and situations that they just come in and, and make such a difference. Um, and if one player goes down in the England team, then you suddenly go, oh my gosh, or a couple of players think, oh no, we're screwed. Two or three, four go down in the All Blacks and they've still got quality players to bring on the, off the bench or from... Fuck! Sorry, Travis Head just got out. You what, sorry? Yeah, it's okay. Travis Head just got out in the cricket. Oh, excellent. Good job. Well done, India. Uh, yeah, I'm also never wearing an Australian you know, cricket shirt either. No one is, mate. <laughs> Um, do you want to move actually on to, uh, uh, if you're doing um, uh, the other teams? Oh, Jim, what did you give All, all Blacks? A minus. And what did you give Blake? I didn't hear you. No, I'm with you on the beat. Yeah? What about, um, what about South Africa? D. Their spring tour was pretty shit, man. They're shit. They're not much, like, they lost to us. They had a shit spring tour. They lost the July internationals. I don't know who their best 15 is. Um, they look like they were heading in the right direction sometimes. And they've clearly got a lot of talent. Um, I, I, I can't. Maybe they're a pass mark. Maybe they're a C, C minus or a D plus. See, I'd, I'd give them a C under the proviso that they have made growth. So if you think about C being sound progress, I think they have made sound progress. Um, I just think they are so much better than what they're showing at the moment. And with consistency of selection, um, which is always an issue with, with the South African team, they seem to be chopping and changing, but they have the potential to, to really achieve at the highest level. But at the moment, yeah, they're just so inconsistent. They have to be a C for me. I've got to admit a D. And then the reason I've got them higher than the Wallabies is that they're super rugby teams fired. So there's hope in the setup. Hmm. Jim, you fucking yeah. beloved Barkies? Well, I love them. They, they beat the All Blacks this year. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true. I completely... Yeah, no, beef for me. That's incredible. Yeah, but, okay, that one result doesn't shift the fact that they've drawn they've lost to australia surely that's got to make each other each other richard all blacks in new zealand it's a bet just losing to australia <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's pretty impressive jim's won me no no that's outrageous even with the shoddy spring tour as well c minus yeah. Well, look, yeah, I'm all over the, tour, the spring tour confused me greatly. I don't understand any of that. Yeah, there was a few changes. They didn't play everybody. There was a there was a bit of a chopping and changing. But yes, they did not turn up in that spring tour. Um, mm. yeah. What about the Pumas? They are horrible. Do you think so? It's funny, it sounds like we're being quite negative on everyone. It's interesting. Like, what do we expect from these teams? I don't know. It's so bloody hard international rugby, isn't it? Well, what we expect is that we've always been so used to these teams being better than the North. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what shocked us with the Southern But the, the Pumas are, you know, they're down the line horrific. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, it's harsh. I think the, the Pumas have been in a lot of games this year. And yeah, they've not got over the line, but they've been in a lot of games. Oh, don't get me wrong, I'm still not giving them any more than a D because, they're again, they're super rugby team this year, mate made huge strides forwards, but there's still got to be more. But they're not atrocious. And again, what are you measuring against? Argentina are never going to be New Zealand. They're never going to be 
Thailand, for example, what are we actually expecting of them? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think Jim's hit the nail on the head there. It's the like the resurgence of the north have made the south feel like lower. I think if you look at the um, results of the the rugby championship, I think everyone sort of went to script. Like other than us getting pantsed once or twice. In, in other things, I think everything sort of went to script. It was just once we played the North, we're used to South Africa and Australia pretty much beating everyone, maybe not England. Um, and then Argentina, you know, right in the contest and, and they just didn't look at it this time. Well, I so I think that's, that's what skewed the, this just, whole thing. Just interrupt to that point. Over the last few years, not only England, if you think about it, is it more that, that Scotland have become greater? Because... And is it because you frequently maybe lost to England or Ireland and it's always been a competitive game against Wales, but is it more just that the, the Scotland have become more, more competitive? It's, it's, and Wales. Like, I know Wales have always been that rung better than Scotland, but they're legit now. But even in the last... And season, Ireland are world-class now. And even that, but they have been in the last five years or so. They've always been. They've been better than England in the last five years or so. So... Yeah. That, I don't know if whether the statement is the rise of the North. I, I think they've always been. It's just, I don't think they've, Australia and South Africa have always come up and completely wiped. And maybe 10 years ago, yeah, you'd be lucky if you won a game. But I think within the last five years or so, it's, they've been very competitive. And if not, one more, I would say. Mm. 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 No? No, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm not sold on Scotland. No, but it, again, they're the only ones that have made the massive jump this year. I think the other three teams have, have equally, over the last five years or so, has given, given a, um, a really good account of themselves, and it's always been competitive. And there's been not many times where, again, yeah, as the cricket. Mm. Cricket's terrible. Mm, good. Mm, um, getting pumped. Awesome. Do you want to take out, do you want to move away from the report card slightly and say, what have you taken, as I was going to say at the beginning, what would you take away? What are the three things that you would like to see next year? What are the New Year's resolutions, as you might say? What are the three things you want to see change? I'm just, I don't, I'm just a tragic, I'm just excited for next year. I'm already watching the little training videos of the Super Rugby teams, reading the squads. I couldn't be more excited about the World Cup. It's just, sensational a rugby world cup it is something bloody special i'm just very 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 excited about next year and the cynic in me is is concerned about australian rugby um i don't see a cure or a remedy i think the centralized structure is a step in the right direction um but i don't think that bears any fruit this year um, I'm, I'm worried about Australian rugby, but I'm very excited about rugby in general. I hope the year after the World Cup, Australian rugby gets a new coach, gets a new centralised structure, fucks off the shit super rugby competition that we have at the moment, um, and we get a bit of new young talent coming through, and, and all of a sudden we get some success. That would be awesome. But the tragic in me is just excited for the next year. Is it because it's a new dawn as well? It can't be any worse. 2019 can't be as bad as 2018. Well, we've just said that for the three years we've been doing this podcast and it just manages to get a little worse each year. Hmm. Yeah, no, fair enough. So, Jim, I don't know. Jim, is there any couple of, well, you know, maybe three, two or three things that you would say are New Year's resolutions for the Wallabies? 
Um, no. No, right. Excellent. I mean, it's just too far across the board. Whenever you're like, I'll oh, pick one thing, it's the same thing as that. It's just the questions rephrased. Yeah, tactical <laughs> kicking sucks. Game plans suck. Defense sucks. Fitness sucks. Set piece incredibly inconsistent. Forward runners non-existent. I'd um, say um, I, I'd like them to steer away from second man plays. They rely on it yeah. too heavily. Fuck it off. Tell me what else you got. Yeah, that could go. Yeah, I like that. That definitely can go. Absolutely. I'd like to see the Australian rugby sides start to use forward runners effectively. That'd be nice. Just some ad line play. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, nice. How about you? I don't know. I, I agree with your sentiments that you're excited about the World Cup. I love the World Cup. Like it just takes it to a next level. I am excited about that. Like, do you know what's the? Yeah, be you just look forward to every four years. The, just the rugby ta- is taken to a next level. Um, I love seeing the uh, also the the other nations, not the traditional nations, nations on the world stage. You know, trying to compete against the big boys, you know, and give them a little bit of access to the world as well. And I think that's great for our game moving forwards. Um, the one thing that frustrates you about that, though, is every World Cup you see it, you see how talented they are, and you think, and then if we just put some money into them, Absolutely. and then it never yeah. really happens. And four years later, they've improved 5% yeah. instead of the 500% we expect. Absolutely. Um, and, and just the thing about the, the anticipation of the World Cup is because other than New Zealand, and even New Zealand to a lesser, as, as we've already mentioned today, I think the excitement of it is quite an open competition. Um, and just whoever turns up in the best form, I know it's very cliche, but I think there's, it's, it's very open. And um, I'm, so I'm excited about that. In terms of the Wallabies, I've already mentioned set piece. A controversial thing to say was, I would say playing with a little bit more freedom. I know that's a controversial thing to say probably. Playing with a bit more heads up rugby, because um, I think when when that is when they do that, they are a lot more uh, of a threat. So that would be one thing for me. Mm, interesting times. Well, have a merry Christmas, boys. Thanks for the year. I know we're a bit um, a bit inconsistent this year, but next year we will be up and about for the World Cup. Yeah, with the things that I have in the works, it's going to work out next year. Trust me. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get our producer on board. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Hopefully, the audio. Hopefully, the audio is listenable. Merry Christmas to everyone listening, um, and th- and thanks for listening. I think uh, doing this, we constantly forget that there is anyone actually listening. So, um, thank you for listening, and and um, I don't know, being part of the discussion on Twitter with us. Mm-hmm. Just how you thought. Yeah, fucking counts for a lot, man, and we don't really do it justice, but it, it does count for a lot. Doesn't it? You, you, like, it gets hard to meet up, but then you go on Twitter and someone's written something nice to you, someone's asked you a question, someone's told you to go fuck yourself, and all of a sudden you feel like doing another podcast. Yeah. It's always nice to interact with people, as you say, that, that actually love the game. There's not many people at our work or around the area that, that I live anyway that, that want to talk rugby. So that, that kind of conversation we have, but also just the access online, it's great to see that there is some there is passion still out there for the game. How good. Mm. And it is uh, at rugby underscore podcast, remember, everyone. 
Yeah, I'm playing next year, boys. You playing next year? Rugby? I thought you were playing gridiron. I'm doing both, mate. You're definitely doing neither, Jim. You're drinking at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a comeback. You think I won't make a comeback? I'll make a comeback. Anyway, like um, thanks, thanks for listening. Have a Merry Christmas. Um, and we'll be back for the Rugby Sevens in Sydney. Yeah, excited about that. Awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Catch up. Hey, lads.